So we have to what do like 10, 20, 80 minutes of pre-show? Well, right? I don't isn't know. that the the usual bit? Yeah, if you don't know, I've never done this before. No one has. Yeah. I'm the first guest host. Introduce yourself. Get all. <laughs> well, that. I will in the show. Well, um, sure. I just I I'm trying to remember without having to ask. Do I announce the show first and then do the theme music and then the panelists? No, I do the theme music, Let's then see. the show name. We do. You, you start that. Roughly 24 and then, 92 hours ago, I'll cue Stab's you. team I'll cue you. of comedy scientists commissioned three specific <laughs> humorists to give this various why we don't potentially do comedic <laughs> takes on several <laughs> random topics, which they will now perform for the Wait. first and likely last time huh? in front of a live studio audience Just wait for the in a show called Stab. Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> this is Stab, the show that only took 320 episodes to not be lactose intolerant. There we are. Tonight's first panelist refuses to buy grapes at MSRP, Melanie Four. No. Our middle panelist has invented or invested everything on two birds in a bush, Eric James Barger the first. And when compared to an infant, our last panelist would be much harder to steal candy from, Jesse P. Jones. And I'm your guest host, Milk Surface. I cyberbully to get here. It's <laughs> true. Uh, our panelist, Melanie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I feel the need to say in your defense that, um, you know, you, you, we were here for like a half hour before the show even started. You didn't show them anything. I and then you're just like, oh, like, this is why we don't do this. No, I would. <laughs> no, actually, specifically showed them about the playing the music and doing all that stuff. Uh-huh. Hardly. I'm surprised uh, at the last second you were like, you also have to do the show and sign. Uh. <laughs> I'm trying very hard. <laughs> no, you're you're doing I'm great. A I'm just nervous. Freak that can't let go of anything. No, Do you it, understand what this is right now. I, <laughs> hey, it took ten years. So I, yeah. I never would have noticed if you had said. <laughs> you <anything>. know what? <laughs> I heard rumors someone was like launching a campaign to do this, and all I did was like, "Hey, folks, let me be on staff. Get us to hype train five and. Here we are. Well, Cyberbullying works. It does. That's how I got Jesse his uh, Twitter handle. <laughs> Still don't know what you actually had to do for that. <laughs> and you never will. Uh, <laughs> neither will my mom. Uh, oh. <laughs> Melanie, uh, what's, what's new with you? I know you've done some rebranding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. I, I am, I'm no longer uh, baloney with an M. Mm-hmm. Or a zero. That, the or more. a zero. Or a zero. Turns out nobody knows uh, how to spell baloney. So that wasn't a good idea. Um, yeah. So, um, and now you get like 10% of my earnings for mm-hmm. the rest of my life because yeah. it was mostly your idea. I, so. I'm trying to up it to 20 by making you a new non-binary name. I'm still on the, <laughs> the, the whiteboard though. For sure. <laughs> All right. Eric, this is where I pretend we've talked before. How are you? It's been a while. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, it's, it's been so long for the entire life. How's... L.A. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, uh, stop barking, Niles. Uh, my dog's barking. Uh, and I'm not talking about my feet. Um, <laughs> L.A. is fine, you know. Nobody likes to wear masks here. Sure. And uh, everybody likes to not wear masks. And that's... <laughs> yeah. That's... A fun thing about LA, but it is 
my dog, my pug Benson's birthday tomorrow. Oh, and, well. well, they should be on stab too then. <laughs> I'm going to cover up his ears real quick. We got him a hammerhead shark. We oh. got him a burger toy that turns inside out to become a beer. A reversible burger beer toy? Wait, these are all the same things I got Jesse for his birthday. <laughs> Man, I'm going to chew the shit out of that. Uh, you still doing Raptor on a horse? Horse. <laughs> yeah, you're like our number one fan. No. <laughs> uh, I love this show. You're one of the only people to ever repost, and I'll tell you what, I appreciate it. Well, we'll we'll get you on my other podcast then, so I can plug the hell out of it. I'll find some yeah. raptor porn and get you on an infomercial. Nice. Hell I say yeah. find. I already have one bookmarked. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got two. We have two episodes left in our first season. Yeah, and uh, uh, they're coming at some point. <laughs> they're they're written, but coming you know, in on the high horse, right? <laughs> yes, it's a pain in the ass to create sometimes. So. I feel you there. Well, but they'll come when they come. Yeah, speaking of pain in the ass, Jesse, how are <laughs> yeah. you doing? Hi there. Hi there. How's I'm... our birthday boy? Oh, that's still a couple things, but yeah, I'm here. Not at all just <laughs> tensed up every muscle in my body. Yeah. Uh, not having the total control that I need as the overbearing uh, Your just monster that I am. Stiff. Just, oh. <laughs> but hey there, Milk. Hi. Yeah. And uh, there was uh, some mention in, in the chat about doing another uh, train to get you on as permanent host. But we had a train <laughs> yesterday that uh, relieved you of your duties and you were glad of it. Yeah, yeah. Th <laughs> turns out, this show's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not as funny as Jesse. Oh, I've stop. never been a writer um, <laughs> besides... No, nothing. No, you write I don't stuff. even read. So. You write stuff for Nymphomercial, don't you? No, Nymphomercial's all off the cuff. Oh, well, okay. I didn't even write the tagline. I just started saying it and oh. I've regretted it ever since and no one will let me change it. <laughs> Cakes well. helped me at cum point, so. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. You doing any projects? <laughs> um, oh, you know. You don't ever get to plug yourself on this show. No, because. You're always over here controlling everything. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, my, my plugs are me being on this damn screen 15 hours a week or whatever we're up to at this point. I don't know. It's too much. There's too much me. And it only slightly helps that I'm over here instead of over there right now. Look at you. Segment one, <laughs> reorganization. It's easy to get lost or not have any context about anything. Luckily, we've moved past vampire times and live in the effing future. If you ever have a question or straight up don't even know what you don't know, you can just Google it on your favorite search engine, Yahoo. For instance, I looked up what Yahoo is an abbreviation of, and learned it's yet another hierarchical yeah. <laughs> officials mm. oracle. I can't say any of those words, That's but right. that means something to someone, but not tonight's panelists, mm. as they will tell us what Yahoo could stand for or represent besides being the adored and most certainly still used search engine of the future. Sure. Uh, let's start with you, Melanie. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> it's 2009. You're bored of watching Breaking Bad or listening to the newest Nicki Minaj album. And frankly, you're still young. You have primal urges. 
It's been months since you've touched a woman. Months since you've been held, tenderly held at your most vulnerable. With a sigh, you go on to the internet. Yahoo, you say to yourself with contempt. But you are not going on yahoo.com. As your webcam connects, it's official. Yahoo, you are horny on Omegle. You don't know much about Omegle, just that it's a site people go on to randomly match with other webcam chatters. You're organized by interests. You put boobs as your interest. <laughs> Yahoo, you say to yourself with shame. First, you match with a preteen boy. This obviously won't work. Then, you match with another preteen boy. Rematch with a third preteen boy. You aren't trying to be horny with preteen boys. <laughs> and then it occurs to you, some blood flowing back to your brain, that women are probably not putting boobs as an interest. You decide to engage in some reverse psychology. You put dicks as your interest. <laughs> now no one is matching with you. With a sigh, you give up and you go to look at the free trailers on browsers.com. Your Yahoo days were over as quickly as they began. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I would say it sounds like you have experience with that, but you <laughs> pronounced it. How'd you say it? Omegle? Omegle? I don't know. Is it Omegle? It is Omegle. I've been pronouncing it Omegle for like 15 years. <laughs> also, Kiyo never listened to me on how to pronounce anything. Yeah, I'm actually, very yeah. unliterate. That's fair. Uh, Eric, you got Yahoo for us? Oh, I got you covered. All right. Uh, hold on. I have to have a little thing. Ready to go. Here we go. Warning, the following contains major spoilers for Sam Raimi's 2004 blockbuster, Spider-Man 2. <laughs> if you're a Mar Marvel head like me, you probably know everything that happens in Spider-Man 2. Professor Otto Octavius wants to harness the energy of the sun, and he uses his big, four big robotic arms to operate the experiment. But the experiment goes awry. The arms take control of him, and Otto Octavius becomes the evil Dr. Octopus. We all know that, but what you may not know is that originally, Otto Octavius actually had a theme song to accompany his exploits. Yeah. The song was cut from the movie because it sounded too much like another famous song. I can't hear it, but I've done some digging and I found the song for you today. You're a horror. Otto Octavius. You fill me up with dread. You've got octopus arms on your back and glasses on your head, Otto Octave. Yes! I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot web. You're a butthole. Otto Octavius, you really have no charm. You killed a bunch of doctors and that really caused them harm. Otto Octavius. Yes, you're a bad banana with metal octopus arms. You're a dick for brains, Otto Octavius. Your arms are lame. But your octopus arms are probably why Dr. Octopus is your name, Otto Octopus. Yes. Given a choice between you and a metal octopus, I couldn't choose because you're the same. 
suck my shitter. <laughs> Out of Octavius. Remember <laughs> went through a bus. Actually, now I remember it was a car. It was not a bus. Out of Octavius. The best way to describe what kind of doctor you are is as follows, and I quote, Octopus. <laughs> you smell like dog shit, Otto Octavius. You think that you're the boss, but if you were one of the six friends, you would be Ross Otto Octavius. You're a mean Dr. Sandwich. <laughs> With... This part's really weird and long. With octopus sauce. <laughs> you should chop your balls off. Otto Octavius. <laughs> you won't be in Spider-Man 3. You wanted the power of the sun, so you built a dumb machine. Otto Octavius. If you wanted to harness the power of the sun, you should have just drank a sunny tea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I do kind of see why people might have thought it sounded like Wonderwall, but I, I think it's original. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Said, like, this is Oasis. <laughs> Uh, Jesse, yeah. can you Yahoo us? I can. Um, I wanted to start by uh, apologizing. <laughs> Not always a good way to start a comedy show. Because all of these are very long. <laughs> um, and I think it was just uh, making up for lost time. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's a good thing you got the show started early. Uh, I, You know, I kind of <laughs> did that because I saw you have like three spiral ring notebooks yeah, over there. <laughs> <laughs> one of these printed a blank page, and one of them... Okay. So, let's do this thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that, like, five-point font size? <laughs> <laughs> and just so I don't worry about dropping my phone while while I really get into it. Uh, okay. I printed it on paper because I hate the planet. Okay. <clears throat> ah, here we go. Hmm. The dream of home ownership isn't dead. It just requires a little creative 2022 problem solving. And that's where the folks at YAHOO, or the Young American Homeowners Organization, comes in. Now, sure, the current median home price in California is $626,170. And at first, that might seem like a lot. But when you really break it down, there is a simple and easy solution to turn yourself from a sad, whiny, ungrateful renter into a proud, upstanding homeowner. And what won't even require you cutting back on your avocado toast. This guy knows what I'm talking about. The Young American Homeowners Organization breaks it all down for you in steps. So easy, you can understand them all while dabbing out your littest tickstagram. So, a monthly mortgage payment on a 30-year loan for a $626,170 single-family home would come out to just $3,840. Now, don't get shook. Because with the generally agreed upon three times rent expected of a home of a household to live even modestly comfortable, it would take all it would take is a total monthly income of just eleven thousand five hundred twenty dollars to make this dream a low-key reality. 
So, all one person would have to earn to adult to that level would be a measly $115.09 an hour for a total of $9,207 every two weeks with $57.60 take home. Basic. <clears throat> and with the current salty California minimum wage sitting at $15, any woke bay can even be pulling down $1,930 a month after taxes. So, all it would take would be approximately six down roommates with full-time $15 an hour jobs to cover those expenses. Slay. Of course, most employers don't give 40-hour positions to lower-wage workers anymore because they would have to pay them benefits. So most cap their hours at 30 to 32 a week, which brings an average take-home to 783 uh, per paycheck, making almost eight roommates working a standard reduced hour part-time schedule required to make the necessary amount to be able to afford a two to three bedroom home. Squad goals AF. Then there's the fact that most young adults are also working multiple jobs and side hustles, cobbling together something resembling a living wage, meaning that as the Young Americans Homeowners Association or Homeowners Organization points out, it is absolutely possible for young people to be homeowners with as little as seven friends and 10 to 25 revenue streams coming in every month as long as none of these friendships are ever negatively affected and none of the income being <laughs> none of the income being momentarily interrupted for a solid ass 30 years yes completely reasonable <clears throat> so when you join the young american homeowners organization the welcome packet includes a sleep mask and noise canceling headphones to get you through your third job's graveyard ship sleep schedule a super absorbent crying pillow, and a really steady dude that you can get your mushrooms from so that your microdosing can keep you from absolutely losing your shit before you eventually get your 12.5% share of a rundown shitbox sometime briefly before you die. The Young American Homeowners Organization, where we invite you to dream sadder. You know, as an unpaid comedy intern, I think that sounds doable. Yeah. As an unpaid theater owner, me too. <laughs> Yay, the economy. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I will say this was the hardest segment to pick exactly what I want to do because it was between Yahoo and WD40. <laughs> oh. And then I remember Jesse told me the first three years of Stab was, hey, fuck you, here's the prompt. So I decided not to do that. Well, that's all right. We haven't done numbers in a while, but I would have hated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Oh. Nope. Nope. <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> That's the night. Right. <laughs> I only wrote one thing. <laughs> uh, on to segment two, bootleg it. People always ask, why reinvent the wheel? <laughs> because it's a hell of a good idea, and we want in on that sweet wheel money. In bootleg it, I've asked our three humorists to give us their dollar store flea market bargain bin knockoff counterfeit or bootleg versions of time's greatest transportation devices from a Greek grudge to the dream ride of every crypto nerd. Um, we're going to go one, one, one. Yeah, you all know yeah. how to do this more than me. We got yeah. it. I'm the least veteran here. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie, start us off with uh, your bootleg, uh, the Trojan horse. Yeah, so my, my bootleg Trojan horse is called the Skin Pony. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it enters the city. It opens up. It's full of better condoms. <laughs> okay um eric what, what is your trojan horse all right 
We cut to Greece, 1185 AD, nearing the end of the Trojan War. A Greek general addresses his troops. <clears throat> Sorry, guys, this one's longer, way longer than that. Attention, men! We need a way to sneak into the city of Troy. Now, one of our soldiers suggested the idea of hiding in a giant wooden horse and gifting it to the Trojans as a false pretense of peace when it is merely a trick to overtake the city. Now, I like this idea a lot, but upon presenting it to my wife, Denise Cleese, she <laughs> seems to think that it could be cuter. She said, nobody's going to want a big, ugly horse in their city because it doesn't go with anything. I told her it's not really about this is, if this is actually a good decoration, but apparently my tone was too harsh and she went into the bathing chambers. Then she kept telling me it's fine when I knew it wasn't fine. So I've agreed to at least run her ideas by you. This is a written parchment from Denise Cleese. Hey, y'all. Love the horse idea, but check this out. What if it was like a Trojan wiener dog? Wiener dogs are so cute, they're my favorite animal, and it just kind of fits better. Everybody will walk by and say, whoa, look how cute that big wooden wiener dog is. I told her that a wiener dog would likely to be, be too long and unstable, to which she responded, well, if you just want to shut down my ideas, then I guess I'll just shut up. Which is obviously what I wanted, right? <laughs> She continued and said, Well, if that doesn't float your warship, then what about something else that's cute? Ooh, a Trojan basket of mini muffins. How fun is it when you walk into somebody's hut and they have mini muffins out? It's just the perfect snack food. It's the perfect portion, plus it's so versatile. You have blueberry muffins, cinnamon muffins, walnut muffins, and don't even get me started on the seeds. Oh God, I love mini muffins. I asked if she really thought this was a good thing to hide our men in, or if she just wanted to talk about how much she likes mini muffins, to which she responded, Oh, I guess you don't want to hear about my interests. <laughs> it's not that I don't want to hear about your... <sighs> then she said, Ooh, how about a Trojan picture of when me and you went to the beach? We all had so much fun, plus you looked so cute in your little shorts. I said, I don't think it's a good idea to present them with a picture of the general trying to slaughter them all, to which she responded, it's because you think I look fat in that picture. I said, she doesn't look fat, and then she walked away and told me to suck her shitter. So then, if we're going to vote, we're going to vote if we should do a Trojan horse, like we said, or a wiener dog, a basket of mini muffins, or a Trojan picture of me and Denise Cleese at the beach. Later, later that night, the Greek general brought the news to his wife that his men had voted for the horse, and he told her how much he valued her input, but they still spent the rest of the night watching gladiators wrestle in uncomfortable silence. <laughs> I'd like to think that if it was the muffins, each different like weapon type would be in there. Like sure. you, you have like the spear soldiers and the raisins <laughs> and the the slings and the blueberries. I mean, yeah, it's a you know, there's ways to get clever with them. Yeah, Jesse, you look like you're suspicious of someone hiding a horse. Why don't you give us your Trojan horse knockoff? <laughs> uh, mine is the super ordinary Greek goat statue. 
<laughs> now with wheels. Look at this thing. Pretty neat, right? And who doesn't like goats? They're the animal kingdom's wisecracking sidekick. Except this one is just a statue and there is nothing living in, on, or about it. No. Why would you even think that? That's weird. You're weird. We suggest you park it next to the gate for no reason. Okay, thanks and bye. Signed your defeated foes. The big dumb idiots who ever thought they could beat you. Boy, are our faces dumb. <laughs> they were really into nagging back then. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> Reverse psychology. Uh, Melanie, mm -hmm. can I get your Tesla? Yeah, so my knockoff Tesla is called Delvey. Uh, it's actually not that different. It's just me posting to Twitter all the harebrained schemes I have that won't save the world, but I keep generating them anyway, so I don't have to give anyone my blood diamond money. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I can't wait to leave that platform for Tumblr again. <laughs> Eric, can I get your Tesla? Yes. Hi, everybody. It's me, everybody's best friend, Elon Musk. <laughs> I was on SNL. Now everybody loves my. T <laughs> now everybody loves my Teslas, but I've heard not everybody can afford to get one. That makes me sad because that's money I could be making. So that's why I've invented a new, cheaper electric vehicle. It's called the Tesla. Why is it called the Tesla or the Tesla? <laughs> Sorry, I mix things up sometimes. Remember my SNL monologue? <laughs> Why is it called the Tesla? Because the only way to start it is to tell it a secret. <laughs> all, your, all your secrets will then be transferred to me in an audio file that I'll listen to before I go to bed. So it's like I'm friends with everybody. <laughs> Here's one now. Linda from Tacoma thinks her boss should suck her shitter. <laughs> I have to get back to lying to the UN now. Bye. Beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> Jesse. What's uh, what's your Tesla knockoff? Cole's never been gone, but now it's so not gone that it's also back, back even more, and in a newer, never gone, and even more bigger, more way. And this time, it's under your hood. That's right. Welcome, Susquehanna Motors. Brand new 2023 Obadiah Model C. C for coal! All the power and dependability you've come to expect from coal, powering a 16-cylinder, 88-horsepower vehicle of the future. You've already modified your pickup for coal rolling. Well, get in the vehicle purpose-built for the job. Bury that hybrid off the line with your seven smokestacks of pure, noxious coal pride. The 2023 Susquehanna Motors Obadiah C. Tell Mother Earth to quit her bitching with a lung full of freedom. <laughs> I can see the wiki logo burned in Jesse's retinas from all of the research he's done for this episode. Oh, you act like I didn't research the shit out of shit when I was doing this before? <laughs> oh, that's too much research today. <laughs> all right, well, let's get back to the future. Melanie Ford, what's your knockoff TARDIS? Yeah, so hear me out, okay? <clears throat> Instead of a time-traveling phone box, I have a space-traveling motor box. It's a, it's a car. <laughs> it's, it's a car. <laughs> yeah, it travels through space. Uh, Eric, can I get your knockoff TARDIS? Yes. We now return to our regularly scheduled program, Doctor Whom on the BBZ. Doctor Whom, what are we going to do? The cyber guys are right on our tail. Quick, Martha, 
into the TARTIS! What is this machine? I'll explain on the way. Get in! Oh, thank goodness we're safe. Now, where are we? We're inside the TARTIS. It's a machine that travels throughout time and space. And why does my tongue taste like lemons? Well, it's God called... It. <laughs> Jesse knows where I'm going with this. Well, it's called the TARTIS for a reason. <laughs> it makes everything tart. <laughs> what? <laughs> you see, the TARTIS is equipped with an, a chameleon circuit, a type of technology that changes the form of the ship to blend into the environment of wherever and whenever it lands. <laughs> well, you see, we landed in the middle of the Wrigley Company in Waco, Texas, right as they were unloading a big old batch of sour Skittles. The chameleon circuit malfunctioned, and ever since then, it's tasted and smelled like sour Skittles in here. Ooh. I just hate tart things. It's hurting my tongue. Well, I, I don't know what to say about that. It's a bit of a minor inconvenience. Oh, can't you fix it? Well, given that this machine could go anywhere and any when in the universe, I kind of figured the taste of Skittles might be something we could overlook. It's Oh, it's... it's ugh, ugh, can we just get out? Fine, fine. We'll stop. Uh-oh. Looks like the cyber guys have tracked, uh, tracked us throughout time and space. We've got worse problems than that, Doctor. You've landed us middle directly in the middle of a meringue factory! <laughs> what? The chameleon circuit must be absorbing even more tartness for the lemon meringue! Oh, it's so tart! <laughs> Will you shut up about the tartness? Uh, oh, take us somewhere with syrup! Syrup offsets tartness! Uh, Martha, I really need you to chill about the tartness. Okay, we've landed. Wait a second. I turn on our cloaking device, but the cyber guys are still tracking us. Doctor, what have you done? What? What did I fucking do? <laughs> You've landed us straight in the middle of the trolley bright crawler star. Oh my god, woman. Deal with it. Oh my poor tongue. It's so tart. Oh, it's so tart. Tune in next week to see the thrilling conclusion in Doctor Who, Tart of Darkness. <laughs> God damn it. You can tell it's sci-fi because no one would complain about a small inconvenience when compared to like the scientific greatest achievement of all times. No, no definitely not. No. Get vaccinated, folks. Uh, Jesse, what's uh, your knockoff TARDIS? Well, you've had a police call box that can take you and your various and revolving crew of companions anywhere in time and space. You've had an old-fashioned telephone booth that'll transport you and your excellent friends through space and time. Well, now enjoy this refurbished 2005 Motorola Razor that'll barely let you update your top eight <laughs> friends on your MySpace timeline. <laughs> Perfect. That's it. Uh, I'm glad, Jesse, you're really taking to heart the Verizon sponsorship we're oh, working for. Man, I, I, we need something in here. Uh, you don't have to. You don't have to. I'm going to. If right. I can figure out you don't your no, bootleg no, version no, of VLC. Segment three, verse v versus. Uh, our panelists are presented with two things. Two things determined to fight for our entertainment. And in tonight's case, 
contenders whose battles might not only be a little bit too on the nose, but might also lose a nose. Let's hear our literary dance of war presented by our panelists, Melanie Ford. Mm -hmm. Let's hear you play out the the fight of Nicolas Cage versus a cage made of nickels. Mm -hmm. All right. In the left corner, we've got the modern king of melodrama and emotional abstraction with a career only memes could even try to kill. And in the right corner, we've got a, a, a cage made of nickels. That's it. It's just sitting there. Nickel is one of the hardest metals ever made, but will it turn out Nicholas Cage is even harder to crack? Or perhaps is he strengthened by carrying the unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> Nicholas Cage attempts to headbutt the cage full of nickels, and sure enough, his poor choices leave him moonstruck. He's lucky it didn't take his face off. Will his this fight be quick? Will he be gone in 60 seconds to the City of Angels? No, of course. It won't be that easy to take out a national treasure. Not when he has trained for this battle in the art of jiu-jitsu for weeks in the grindhouse. Not when he's got a score to settle. No, he's come here for one mission and one mission alone to kick ass. He is an army of one, full of rage in this dog-eat-dog battle. He's about to pull the kill chain and go primal on this pig. He stands the frozen ground and tries to remember everything his sensei, the wicker man, taught him. He attacks again, seeking justice, moving faster than G-Force. It's no use. It's still just a cage made of fucking Nichols Coppola. Nicholas Cage collapses, <laughs> defeated. The cage wins on a technicality. Before Nicholas Cage falls unconscious, he whispers, I'm sorry I failed you, mom and dad. <laughs> I, my money was on the nickels. Yeah. My money was half those nickels. <laughs> I heard a chime that wasn't Twitch related. No, uh, Eric, can you... Yes. Uh, Paint us the battle between drinking mercury for immortality versus Freddie Mercury's Who Wants to Live Forever? All right, get those level buttons ready because hello, everybody, and welcome to Fox Sports. I'm your announcer, Derek Albatross, and we've got the fight that's been on everybody's lips for the past decade. In this corner, it's the man, the UFC legend, Michael C. Pelican, who, of course, is doing his classic warm-up routine of drinking a big old hydro flask filled to the brim with pure mercury. By the way, if you've ever tried to say the phrase pure mercury, it is difficult. But in this corner, we've got another legend for you. Give it up for Reggie H. Cormorant, who is, of course, doing his classic warm-up routine of listening to Who Wants to Live Forever by Freddie Mercury. Bing, 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 bing. And it's time for round one. The crowd is electric. They cannot wait to see these two titans battle it out. Michael Pelican, the guy who drank pure mercury, is on the offensive. He usually starts out with his fights the same way. And the crowd is wondering, will he resort to his usual tactics? And that he does. There he goes with his signature move, immediately vomiting everywhere. Oh, there he goes. Oh, I'm... <laughs> oh, I lost my place. Okay, there he goes. He's down on his knees, uncontrollably spewing silver liquid all over the ring. Oh, Reggie Cormorant is going to need to do something drastic or this one's over. He's over. He's looking at his trainer. He's mouthing something. He's That's right. He's mouthing. Yes, he's mouthing. Wow, that song really got me thinking. The lyric, this world has only one sweet moment set aside for us. Really? 
when I should be really focused on what actually makes me happy. Mm. Oh, wow, folks. <laughs> you knew it would be a bloodbath, but not like this. Michael Pelican has stopped vomiting and gotten to his feet. Michael Pelican was sure that pure mercury would assure victory. All right, who wrote that copy? You know that's a tongue twister. You know it. You know it. Anyway, he's on his feet and oh, there he goes. He's vomiting again. Oh, what is Cormorant gonna do? Oh, 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 and it looks like Cormorant is on the phone with an old friend that he had falling out with, trying to reconcile. Oh, you knew it would be a bloodbath, but not like this. Oh, Cormorant's tears are streaming and we can just make out what he's saying. He's saying, but touch my tears with your lips. Touch my world with your fingertips. I don't know what that means, but it's... What's this? A new challenger has entered the ring. Uh But who would challenge drinking mercury to live forever? And who wants to live forever by Freddie Mercury? Mm -hmm. It's the planet Mercury decked out in Forever 21. Oh, wow. Look at that big planet decked out in cheap fad fashions. Wow, folks. We were sure that mercury was demure. But you can be assured it couldn't endure the allure of pure mercury luring it in the door. Jesus Christ! Who is writing this copy? My tongue is in knots. Whoever wrote this copy can suck my shitter. Oh, and Mercury is giving them the chair! Mercury just hit them both over the head with a chair! Oh, well, it looks like victory goes to the planet Mercury, dressed in Forever 21. I'm Derek Albatross. Stay tuned for Spider-Man 2! <laughs> I love the extended universe being built in. Yeah. <laughs> wow, surprise, Victor. I, has that happened before? Oh, every time. Oh, fuck with, me, I with guess. With Eric, yes, every time. Stay <laughs> tuned. Oh. Yeah. All right, this, yeah. this one might have been a little too on the nose. Well. Uh, Jesse, yes. can you... Uh, I don't know, do the segment of uh, <laughs> getting stabbed versus going to stab. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, you know, it, it's funny you bring up this particular fight, John. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I need like five more names. Yeah. Uh, milk. Uh, because while these two concepts have long been at odds, recently, after much discussion and deliberation, they've decided to lay down arms and work together against those who think they're so damn clever. Now, since the physical building housing all things unthought STAB opened almost four years ago, people have understandably asked, what does STAB stand for? I realize that comes from the branding hubris of insisting that it be spelled in all caps, giving people no reason not to assume that it's some sort of abbreviation. I get that. I don't have a good answer for that question, but I try to nicely spin a clever all shucks yarn and share the moment with the kind, inquisitive comedy goer. At the same time, the continuing running gag of anyone struggling for life on our stage, desperately grasping for something to say amidst the soul-crushing silence that has enveloped their entire set, has been a sad, hopeless croak into the microphone. So stab, huh? I hope I don't get stabbed out here tonight, right? This guy knows what I'm talking about. It's dumb and pointless filler punctuating the flop sweat of the damned. And so, these two thoughts have joined forces promising gruesome bodily harm to anyone else that speaks either name. I'm going to put up a sign. It's going to say, ask about stab, get stabbed. 
And soon, people will know that even asking about the sign will result in stoic, expressionless, and precisely aimed thrusts from over the counter into non-life-threatening points on the asker's frame. So just don't. Just don't ask. I beg of you. I don't want to have to do this, but I will. And you've been adequately, and you've been adequately warned. I will stab you. I won't enjoy it. Or if I do, I won't let it show. <laughs> so in the end, the winner of getting stabbed versus going to stab is no one. And also me. Thanks for coming out tonight. Please don't talk to me after the show. <laughs> Please. That explains why you've been taking all those knife lessons. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, I mean, it, no, that, no, so, it, milk, it, no, milk, 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 milk. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Nailed it. Segment four, <laughs> sell it on Craigslist. Got a thing but don't want said thing? Then you'll relate to our panelists in this fourth segment. That's redundant. Uh, sell it on Craigslist. <laughs> our resident haha folks have had an object forced upon them with the intent to write a Craigslist ad, dregs and all. Melanie, mm -hmm. can you give us our Craigslist ad for Nitro Pilk? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, selling a mini fridge full of premixed nitro milk for $50 OBO. I had some milk that was about to go bad and some nitro Pepsi that tasted like nitro Pepsi. I needed to make use of these things before it was too late, but I had to make much more nitro pilk than I could possibly ever drink. This was about a month ago, and I needed Connie stuff. <laughs> My wife is so lactose intolerant, the very smell is making her sick. Sell by tonight. <laughs> it is pretty fragrant. Yeah. You gotta get that pilk out of here. Uh, Eric, can we get your ad for a haunted Tamagotchi? Sure can. Hey guys, it's Mr. 90s here with another hot deal for you. Now, I'm famous for going to any lengths to find 90s memorabilia to sell, on here, to sell here on my shop. Well, this time, everybody I know says I went a step too far when I exhumed this Tamagotchi <laughs> from the grave of a kid who was hit while, by a bus while I was in elementary school. <laughs> this big green light shone out of the grave and said, return it. And I said, hmm, would Storage Wars legend Daryl Sheets return this? Hell no. So I told that light to suck my shitter, and I took it. Now, due to how I procured it, it does seem to be possessed by some sort of demonic spirit, mm -hmm. but it's worth it for that feeling of 90s nostalgia. <laughs> it even still works. I played with it and remembered how fun these things are. You have to feed your Tamagotchi and play with it, or it'll get sad. Or, in the case of this one, it will spew green bile out of the tiny little speakers. <laughs> but I thought... Would Storage Wars absolute legend and fucking hero Daryl Sheets let some green bile stop him, stop him from selling this? Hell no! <laughs> this is a great gift for your little ones. You can bond with them by showing them the toy you grew up with, but I would suggest you don't let them take it to school. We all remember how much trouble we got in as kids when our Tamagotchi was hungry and would beep in class. <laughs> And this one doesn't beep. It screams, your mother sucks cock in hell. Yeah. Now, when I heard that, I thought about returning it to the grave. But then I thought, would absolute legend and definitely not just some weird, mean old man, Daryl Sheets, let that get in the way of selling this? Hell no. So check out my shop at Mr90s.com 
or email me at I beat my meat to sheets at hotmail.com. <laughs> Serious inquiries only. Actually, you know what? I could use a laugh. Send me some joke inquiries. <laughs> my new life's goal is to tag him on TikTok and just get him to duet a video of this. <laughs> <laughs> He's old enough to be on TikTok, right? Sure, why not? <laughs> All right, Jesse. Carol Sheets? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I, I included a wiki link for this one because I wasn't sure you know what a oh, Tachanka is besides the Star Wars character. Wasn't, wasn't sure I knew. But can, go ahead. Go ahead and uh, give the whole rundown. Yeah, yeah. Can you give us your Craigslist ad to try to sell a Tachanka? Uh-huh. <laughs> Should, should I read the definition? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, a tachanka was a horse-drawn machine gun, usual cart, or an open wagon with a heavy machine gun installed in the back. Yes. Thanks, Fawn, my roommate, for teaching me about this. <laughs> Directly cut and pasted the first line of the Wikipedia entry. In case you didn't <laughs> click the link there. I didn't see a link. I don't know how much time you have. Look what you All right. do. All right. So, milk. <clears throat> I did see... That this was a thing that was big in the Russian Civil War of 1917 to 1920, which naturally seemed like you were teeing up a very specific voice for this one, and I totally got it. And given the opportunity, one that I don't know when I'll soon get again, I wasn't about to disappoint. So here we go, and you're welcome. Subject line, for sale by owner, one like new Tachanka. <clears throat> Hey, you involved in some kind of standoff with your local ruling <laughs> fuck who's it's oppressing your people and taking your shit? Well, not me no more. Part of cause of this bad boy right here. I've installed myself as a feudal lord or some shit and everybody's fucking jacked about it. So I don't need this fucking thing anymore. I'm beloved and completely safe. But you fucking look at you. You're a surf fuck if I've ever splashed murky shit on one. You need something to overthrow the out-of-touch gold-dipped fuck sticks in power, and this fuck is just what the downtrodden masses ordered. Mobility? Fuck yourself with mobility. Look at this fucking cart. You heard of the fucking wheel? Yeah, well this one's got some. And they roll smoother than the feeling of slipping off the yoke of oppression. Armament? It shoots shit! What kind? How big? You'll figure it out. What am I, your fucking gun nanny? You got a thing what can stand up on a flat fucking cart bed, then you got yourself a fucking tachanka. <laughs> Fuck if I care how you make it work. Duct tape a fucking revolver to a shovel handle and nail that fucker to the cart. Tachanka, baby! <laughs> the horses? Well, that's your fucking problem. Assuming you ain't already ate all your livestock and pack animals to survive the unholy cruel winters in your mud-fucked straw bundle shit shacks, you might have a horse not gimpy or worm-riddled enough to haul this thing close enough for it to do its business. But it's adaptable. Got a mule? That's a tachanka, Jimbo! Hell, strap a couple giraffes to the front of one of these fucks and confuse the fuck out of whoever sees you galloping past <laughs> Throwing grenades out of your cart mounted slingshots. Still counts as a tachanka to me, Pally! <laughs> so go on then. Carve off a little slice of your border and surrender some of that shit to me. And this baby's all yours. As is, 
no returns, and no trying to overthrow me later. That's a super dick move. And don't think I don't know how to make another one of these fucks to repel your shit if I have to. The Chonka! <laughs> I have to admit, I did not read any of the Wikipedia before the first line I copied pasted. Right, had no clue where it was used. <laughs> you didn't have. You got me real scared there for a second. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Um. Oh, sound oh. effect. There it is. Uh, <laughs> segment five. So good. Uh, the biggest pisser. Thanks for the name, Jeff Momhat. <laughs> Often in life, it's hard to be the best and most impressive when doing or being anything. There's always someone younger and more TikTok-y showing you up while dabbing over the grave of your achievements. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not here, though. Not at Stab. We're the ones doing irrelevant dance moves over the hole in the ground where we'll throw your life's work into. Our brand new and last segment of the night, The Biggest Pisser, our three panels will brag about their overwhelmingly more impressive achievements compared to these small chumps, which proves I listened to too much of the dollop. <laughs> uh, Melanie, mm -hmm. everyone knows the boy that lived, but did he really accomplish anything besides confusing a hat and casting a Patronus at a young age? <laughs> Avoiding the noseless effort? Uh, let's hear about some real magic compared to Harry Potter. Harry Potter sucks. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because his equivalent god, his almighty creator, is a transphobe and worse, a centrist. <laughs> Harry Potter is the worst kind of magical. He's a magical fucking cop. I'm not a cop. Point one to me. Huge accomplishment. Harry Potter was fine with species-based slavery. I am not. Point two. He was a jock in high school, and he played the exact kind of incoherent sport a British book nerd would make up. I didn't even go to high school, and this is true. I still got a 4.0 when I graduated because my mommy just gave it to me. So far, that's zero points to the boy that lived, three points to the envy who sometimes wishes they didn't. Oh. <laughs> Wait, hold on. My mom's still alive. That's four points. And you know what? It's 20 goddamn two. We all do witchcraft now. So the fact that he's magic isn't even fucking special anymore. Fuck you, you jock cop dork. I've got more followers than you on TikTok. Bam! Uh, Dispel the police. <laughs> okay. Eric. Wait. Uh, <laughs> Carl Akeley, uh, starting... Uh, uh, oh, wait. Uh, wow, I already uh, fucked it up. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> starting at only 12, Carl Akeley <laughs> was destined to turn old shitty taxidermy <laughs> into an... Get Melanie's plugs. I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, that's I right. We're gonna, at the I end. I was going to let yeah. it go. Yeah. I was yeah, just going to let it go. Melanie, plug everything. <laughs> plug yeah. it all. Yeah, so you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at oops, a non-binary. Um... I am going to be on Willie Listen tomorrow oh. um, and on Dunning-Kruger early next month. Wow. And then I've got Mix Fits the first Saturdays <laughs> and Friend Fiction the second Saturdays. And, um, yeah, that's it. That's and, it. And you're often a daddy now. And yeah. I'm often a daddy now. Yeah. So I'm here on Wednesdays, like, a lot. Yeah. yeah. And Come play Joke Boat with me. <laughs> Damn it. Anything else? What's your address? Social security. <laughs> What'd you name your cat? Mitchie! Hey, there we go. Alright. Am I good? Green light? Yeah. yeah. Don't want I don't know. Are more. you? Are you? Uh, I don't know. Are you? At least I'm more coherent than I was yesterday. It's true. No one watched the art cry from last <laughs> night. 
Starting at only 12, Carl Akeley was destined to turn old shitty taxidermy into an art form by stuffing a stolen zebra corpse and eventually moving on to killing a leopard with his bare hands during a fit of malaria. But who cares about that stiff, right? Eric, let's hear uh, your better accomplishments. All right. What's up, fuckers? It's your boy, (laughs) Mr. Stuffs. Welcome to my TikTok show, The Stuffington Post, where I stuff a bunch of dead animals. Now, we all know I've done some impressive shit on here, like the time I stuffed a crow to make it look like I was eating a bowl of cheese nips. Oh, by the way, don't forget, this show is sponsored by cheese nips. <laughs> cheese nips, turning taxidermy into snacks and turtles. Anyway, <laughs> recently somebody said that I'm no Carl Akeley. <laughs> Apparently this guy killed some leopard or some shit with his bare hands when he had a fit of malaria. Well, to show that I'm the best stuffer, I decided that I'm going to hunt down and kill the toughest animal I can think of and stuff it. Now, who's the toughest creature I can think of? Obviously, it's UFC heavyweight champ Michael Pelican. Uh-huh. So I tracked so down Michael Pelican, and this is what happened. Hello and welcome to Fox Sports. I'm your announcer, Derek Albatross. In this corner, we have Michael Pelican drinking his big hydro flask full of pure mercury. And in this corner, we have a new challenger, Mr. Stuffs, a somewhat psychotic 16-year-old with rich parents. Bing, 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 and they're off. Mr. Stuffs is approaching Michael Pelican with a fleshing knife, a real tool used in taxidermy. But Michael Pelican is, ow, Michael Pelican is repelling him with his classic silver vomit. By the way, Mr. Stuffs said I had to say this, you know what won't make you vomit? Cheese Cheese nips, a great snack for even when you're stuffed. Back to the action. Looks like Mr. Stuffs is now approaching Michael Pelican with a set of preening tweezers. Look out, Michael! Look out! Looks like there's some sort of disturbance in the arena. Something has just popped up out of the ring. And all of a sudden, the air around here is so tart. Everybody's lips are all puckered. Quick, Martha, we can escape in the chaos. No, Doctor, I don't think we'll be going anywhere. What? What are you talking about? Wait a second. This isn't a fighting arena. This is a storage unit. That's right. Martha was working for me. Absolute Storage Wars legend. And totally not just some lame old man on a niche TV show who looks really ugly in my black jeans and black cowboy shirt. Daryl Sheets. The chameleon circuit turned this whole thing into a storage unit. And I bought it, and I'm going to sell you all for $30, $40 easy. Not if I have anything to say about it. <gasps> Dr. Octopus! <laughs> That's right. I drank a Sunny D, and I'm feeling quite powerful. Mm-hmm. Take this, Daryl Sheets! Yeah! You're safe now, everybody. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not mean anymore, and you can all go... <laughs> That's right! Fuckers, I killed Dr. Octopus, and and now I'm gonna stuff him. Mr. (laughs) Stuffs is the best stuffer. Take that, Carl Akeley. And by the way, when I get home, I'm gonna eat a big bowl of cheese nips. Cheese nips. 
if you don't want to eat them, suck my shitter. (laughs) God, and to do all that in the length of a single TikTok. (laughs) Only to be just stitched by a 14-year-old boy dabbing and get more views. <laughs> Eric, where can people find you and all your other puppets? Um, uh, let's see. You can find me on Instagram at it electric. Uh, not it's electric. I want the name, but you know, lady won't give it to me. And should I, I, should I, I cyber bully for you? Like I did Jesse. <laughs> I, I always joke. I always joke about saying like messenger and like make her give me the name. But then I'm like, if, if anybody actually did that, I'd be like, that's so inappropriate. Uh, so, so, so please don't. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram. It electric. Uh, and also, uh, I am one half of Raptor on a horse, which is a uh, stop motion sitcom that I make with my partner Molly Doan. Like I said, we got two episodes coming out soon-ish. So find us on Instagram (laughs) at Raptor on a Horse. All right. That's it. You really need to get a TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Everybody's doing it. And before TikTok at Eric James Barger, but I barely use it. Well, we're just going to throw all of your content on our TikTok then. <laughs> Stab <laughs> comedy, I think. <laughs> Probably. Uh, before we uh, wrap up the evening, yeah. uh, and I'll never be seen on this show again, Jesse, <laughs> where can people find you? You know, here all the time. This is literally all I have. Just buried in stab <laughs> tears. This, this is it. This is everything. As we'll make perfectly clear in a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling this would just... <laughs> you've been going through a lot, so I was like, well, this should... I don't event basically his whole life. Nah. Uh, on May 27th, 1962, an underground mine fire was started in Centralia, Pennsylvania, and continues to this day. But we know plenty of things have been burning for 60-plus years, driving out all life and <laughs> inviting constant vandalism. While hoarding precious metals, let's hear about something that's actually lit. All right. So, how I'm better than the Centralia Philadelphia fire, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Philadelphia? All right. Look at this smoldering fucking pile right here. You think you're hot shit? I got some news for you, Jack. You might want to grab an oven mitt because this unbridled rage ferno over here is too hot to fucking handle. Oh, what's that? You're a thousand degree underground hole? Oh, that's cute. My body temperature is naturally hotter than normal, thermo brag. And I can barely handle covering up in the, <laughs> up in nothing but a top sheet in the summer. Irritating as fuck. All the time. Never quite comfortable. Always miserable. My internal thermometer can't be reasoned with, son. And this motherfucker right here, you show up on my birthday show? On my first time back on the panel in two years? To what? To try to get some of this birthday action? You started on May 27th. I started on May 23rd. You think that means you can just come in here and split presents with me? You 60-year-old toxic gas spewing bitch. I never celebrate my birthday. And the one fucking time I do, I just you just saunter in here all, Hey, guys, and think that shit's going to fly around here? Nah, nah. I'm fucking crazy, I say. I'll spit in your fucking sinkhole and nut tap your goddamn anthracite. Get that shit out of here, this fucking guy. Oh, what? You think you can drive people away? Bitch! 
I'd show you my friend circle, but that shit doesn't even exist. I'm more, un- <laughs> I'm more unlikable than a never-ending subterranean fire billowing noxious fumes into the fucking sky. Five people fought in court for decades to get to keep living around this fucking thing, and I don't have an emergency contact! <laughs> and what? You think because you've been burning for 60 years and probably will be for another 250 that you're something special? I am so filled with pointless rage. I'm never going to die. You're coming up on 60 years. I'm staring down 44. And now that I know you're out there, I flat out refuse to die. I just decided that right the fuck now. And that shit is on your head. I'm going to be there to piss your final bullshit embers out of existence. You sooty little campfire motherfucker. And then I'm going to live an extra 16 years just out of fucking spite. You hear me, you gassy, smoky, poisonous fuck? I'll see you fuckers here for episode 12,375 of this fucking show in 2288, where the final fucking prompt will be right the perfect ending to this show, where I dig up a 300-foot-wide, 75-foot-long, burned-out pussy of a pit and throw it in the fucking ocean. Stab is over! <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> That's where I saw that go. <laughs> you know, Jesse, if you want me full of precious metals and immortal, just drink some mercury. Oh, man. So tasty. So tasty. Oh, this show's been sponsored by Wikipedia. <laughs> go uh, kiss it, share. <laughs> I've been your host, Milk Surface. Uh, thanks to our panelists, Melanie Ford, Eric James Barger I, Jesse P. Jones. <laughs> And if you'd like this episode, you'll probably like the other 319 episodes you can find wherever you get podcasts, such as the Good Pods app. Uh, I've been on some of them. And uh, if you want more general stab theater content, then we've also got you covered with a variety of shows Monday through Saturday night at stabtv.com. Good night.